Hey, this is me, Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. The Lord, God Almighty, put an article in my path, and I wanted to share it with you. It's called Teaching Prophets to Be Lukewarm. It is by Carol Phelps. I've been trying to figure out where this came from, the date of this article, but so far there is no date. The person who put it out there makes it seem like it happened uh, today and it did not happen today. I can tell just by the, the language and the, the text, but nevertheless, it is a timely article. And I think it explains a lot about what's going on. I don't even know if this person is real. So, so let me just say that because today, you know, people fake stuff and, and, and put it out there. But this kind of resonated with me. And um, I'm hoping that it resonates with you. And you uh, maybe you can grow by it. The teachings in the average church regarding prophets their mission and ministry is either non-existence or the teaching leads one to believe a true prophet only speaks good, encouraging words in a rather passive manner. Ms. Phelps, you're dead on. If you're a real person, you're dead on because this is exactly what is going on in the church today. Don't tell anybody doom and gloom. Don't tell anybody that the world is on fire. Because it is. But if you're a prophet, you have to smooth your words out if you expect to get invited to go anywhere. Because we don't want you scaring our people because they're sensitive. And I have to protect my sheep from you if you tell them the truth. In the 1950s and the 1960s, even into the 70s, God mightily used Carol Phelps and the prophetic giftings. Often he would move me in bold, profound, even scathing rebukes against lukewarmness, apathy, and unbelief. Sometimes he would give strong words of encouragement, painting a picture of the wondrous results which would follow, should they choose to follow closely to him in dedication and obedience. On occasion, he would give me a warm love song of great beauty but mostly the words were strong retorts for loose living and determined disobedience. We see this today in the body of Christ, loose living and determined disobedience. I am going to do what I want to do despite what the Bible says. She goes on to say, I didn't question my role as an instrument in those days. I just loved God so much I was willing to allow him to speak as he pleased. I was a petite young teenager when he began in me, and I loved him more than life itself. So I willingly paid the price for the spirit to flow through me. My pastor and the leadership didn't question the validity of my giftings, but the congregation often rejected me as a person and were suspect of the gift. Being a shy quiet person, the prophetic gifting was just the opposite of my own personality. And anybody who is prophetic kind of fits that bill. You're not looking to be in the spotlight, the limelight. You're not out there 
wanting to be seen. So when the spirit of the Lord moves upon you, it, it just just happens. Can't control it, can't stop it. And uh I, I agree with this. Nevertheless, in the early 1980s, much teaching went out across the church regarding a more gentler, kinder prophetic, kinder prophetic unction. And the use of the gifts were downplayed and humanized in many ways. I agree. The Lord did use me in those days, and I attempted to be teachable, learning to tone down the delivery of the messages and attempt to always end with an upbeat note. For some reason, I became aware of people accepting me more readily, and it was nice to be liked. Scary. Scary. If you're in a prophetic ministry to be liked, you need to get out of it. Because God didn't set you here to be liked. She goes on to say, at the time, I didn't fully realize all this, but looking back, it seems clear. However, fewer and fewer messages came. And we were in some churches, yes, charismatic, which rarely allowed and gave little credence to any of the gifts, let alone prophecy. This explains why the churches are dead today. Today, 2022. These teachings that went out, correcting the prophets, correcting the prophetic movement. She goes on to say, last spring, the Lord awakened me at 1.30 a.m. and called me to go downstairs to meet there with him. He called upon me to do some heavy repenting, deep soul searching, and recommittal. For several weeks, the presence of the Lord weighed heavily upon me, and I basked and rejoiced in him. I felt like one raised from a coma into newness of life. Nothing in my life was changed, but I was renewed in him. It didn't happen in the church. No one prayed for me or laid hands on me. Jesus came into my living room and touched me again. I so wish there was a date on this so to kind of time this, but unfortunately we don't have one. Since then, I've experienced him in a new power and revelation. He has given me several visions and dreams, many scriptural revelations and several directives. One in particular was a prophecy for the church which spoke of great upheavals coming soon, for which we must prepare by pressing into the heart of our God, each one personally. It went on to state that just as Jesus was upon the earth for a period of time after his resurrection, walking and talking with and teaching his church, so he will be with his church prior to his second coming. Amen. Please let it happen. This prophecy underscored the efficacy of a vision he gave me back in 1961 regarding the state of the church and the working of the Holy Spirit just prior to his return. He emphasized the fact of his moving in mighty anointing in and through those who were courageous enough to stretch their faith, to believe him for all things, and allow him to work in all ways, even to the point of translating us physically from one place to another, for the purpose of saving the lost and healing the sick. The most profound revelation was that of Jesus himself, would appear before us as we traveled from place to place to encourage, anoint, and strengthen us in many ways we cannot properly express. 
The glory of God rested upon us with such joy as I've yet to experience in this life. Just a few weeks ago, I was awakened early on two consecutive mornings by God calling out my name, and then he almost groaned with anguish. Quote, they are teaching my prophets to be passive and lukewarm. End quote. I want you to be aflame with fire. I want my prophets to proclaim my word with boldness, authority, and a loud voice. Cry aloud, spare not, and show my people their transgressions. If you are the only one speaking against them, continue to speak. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Carol Phelps. Like I said, I wish I knew the date of the original uh, article that this Miss Phelps put out, but it definitely rings true in this time period, and it's definitely something that if you are in the church and in the prophetic, you see that there has been a degradation, a degrading of the strength and the power and the authority of the word of God, the prophetic word of God. I hope that it's coming back. I hope that it comes back in its strength and its power. I do believe that God has closed the door of grace upon the church. I believe he's not fooling with the church anymore. Um, the remnant is there. They're doing their job. They're doing their their work that they're supposed to be doing. But the church, by and large, is lost. And the church, I don't know that revival will stir the church back up. I'll say that. I really don't because the church has become so familiar with the anointing, so familiar with God that nothing moves them. They'll, they'll get in the presence of God, enjoy it, play with it, but when time comes for them to, to do their thing, they're out doing their thing. They just, they're just so familiar. And the mindset is God is always going to be there. He's always going to be there. And this is not true. This is not true. Some food for thought. Thank you, Miss Phelps, uh, wherever you're at. Hopefully you're still around in the presence of the Lord. It's Christopher Radio Fire Radio. Thank you for listening. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns 
at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs> <laughs>